Welcome to episode 6 of CallCast. I'm stoked to be back doing this again. Um, I wanted to start off talking about Amber Heard. <clears throat> because dub T actual F. <laughs> That's uh, my way of saying what the actual beep. So Amber Heard recently just, uh, she just took the stand. So she's on trial now, about to be cross-examined into this next week. Which I am so excited for. As I know, Johnny's lawyer is too. Because now it is his turn to find out what is going on. When she took the stand for the first time, I was thinking, okay, so... She is going to have to really put on a show to sell the fact that Johnny Depp hit her for all these years. The damage is done because Amber Heard couldn't pull out now even if she wanted to. And I think that her team tried to. They were like, why don't we just settle it? Eh, you know, why don't we just dismiss the case? But she can't. The damage has been done. Ties have been severed for Johnny Depp. So much money has been lost. He has lost a career, pretty much, for the most part. I'm sure that he can still revive it, but Johnny Depp and his legal team are hunting Amber Heard right now. They are coming after her. It doesn't matter what she does or says. She has to... Anyway, so she's putting on this show, and she took it to such an extreme level I didn't even anticipate her doing, actually. I was standing there watching... Standing, watching, sitting, watching. I'm watching as she depicts these detailed and graphic stories about her being the abusee. And it's pretty hard to believe. I heard something. I watched a video depicting when she talks about her stories with Johnny Depp. She is always telling the story from like a third party point of view instead of putting herself into the story. Like Johnny grabbed my hair. She just goes, Johnny grabbed my hair as if she's Johnny. But when Johnny tells the story about him and he says that she threw something at me, he ducks because that tells me that it's his story. He's the one being abused because he is telling the story from first person point of view. This is what she's been doing to me. And Amber Heard tells these stories from like a third person. So that kind of put it into my mind that she is giving herself away a little bit with her body language and the way that she's telling these stories, the stories, the point of view, the perspective. It's um, It's just not truthful. I'm surprised that she is even allowed to be up on that stage where witnessing somebody lie under oath in front of our eyes day after day and we're not doing anything about it yet. So I really, really hope she loses. The crying memes and all that, it's just so pathetic to watch. I saw a movie clip of when Amber Heard was acting back in the day. And the, the crying that she does in that scene is the exact same style of acting that she's using on the stand today, tomorrow, and yesterday. I think that there are people out there who are, uh, like, on Amber Heard's side, but I haven't seen a single comment in her favor online. 
if there are supporters of Amber Heard out there, they're being mighty quiet. That's all I'm saying. But again, it's so interesting to watch, and it's so public. I don't know why it's so public, but I don't know. I uh, am excited to see how it rolls out and plays out this next coming week. I think even Amber Heard's team is going, ah, she's lying. (laughs) Yeah, she does not strike me as a team player at all. I think she's in it for her. Which is not okay with me, because when I was young, I mean, I played sports, and I always learned to play with sportsmanship, and going on the stand and lying under oath is such bad, poor sportsmanship. I mean, I don't know that you can directly relate the two, but for me, she's just not playing fair. She's she's doing all these uppercuts to some pressure points in the body that don't add up to a fair fight. Uh, bad analogy because she was hitting Johnny Depp. But uh, anyway, if, um, I played sports, and I remember one time I tried being a little nasty. It wasn't on; we weren't like playing, but it was right after the game had ended, and you're supposed to walk. The kids walk and they do the high five and stuff. And I remember walking by, just going, "Bad game, horrible game, terrible game. Go screw yourself," you know, whatever. Uh, and uh, Right as I got done with the line, the ref was right there. Bent down, got right in my face, and was like, Why are you doing that? You know, like super. I mean, she was really pissed off. And then it clicked with me, like, Oh. Oh, that's the culture of the game is to just always be nice. Even if you're in competition with the other person. You know, like when a person from the other team falls, you you help them up. You tell everybody good game afterwards. You high-five them. And I don't know exactly how that relates to the Amber Heard part, but I don't really care either. I'm not totally trying to relate it to it, so stop thinking I am. I played a couple years of soccer, eight years of basketball. I did some softball, some baseball, uh, and some volleyball in there. Um, And I was my top favorites, I think, are um, basketball, softball, and volleyball. You know, I'm actually, surprisingly, I'm a decent point guard, but I'm also a not a bad center. Like, I'm not that tall, but I can box out, I can get wide, and I can, and I'm, and I was, I was usually able to put a stop to even the bigger guys. So that was, I miss basketball so much. I didn't like soccer. I didn't like how much running was involved in soccer at all. And I could never, I mean, I could never have the ball for more than two seconds. Like, it was just always kicking to somebody else. I could never even dream of dribbling the ball. But picking it up and stabbing it with a knife, I was pretty good at. <laughs> That's not true. I never really sustained any injuries playing basketball or sports of any kind. Except for one time I was playing basketball. And all I did is I lunged for the ball like that. And I pulled a muscle in my back like I just did now. And it hurt so bad. I remember I couldn't even, I was trying to lean and I was like, you know, it made me go into straight Arab, This the pain that I was feeling from pulling this muscle. And uh, never did that again. Ball was coming towards me next time, and I was like, meh. I, yeah, I, know, I know what happened, Raph. My best move in basketball was the no-look pass. Dude, Arvita Sabonis, Magic Johnson, Pistol Pete Maravich... My absolute favorites. Larry Bird all day, too. 
Jason Kidd, I mean, these no-look passers. LeBron James, he's actually freaking incredible, too. But the guys that I just listed, some of the passes they made in live games was just... I mean, there's no other description for it other than a chef's kiss. It's just so beautiful. The timing, they knew exactly where their player was and or was headed and they could pass it and so that it's like intercepted by the right person love it love it so i would always try to do that in my games there was one uh move that pistol pete maravich would do where he would act like he's passing the ball here but he would do something with his wrists and go bah and pass it right there so i remember doing that in a couple games where i got and i would you know break the person's ankles that was a lot of fun I love fun. I miss basketball. I want to play some pickup games again. I think that'd be a lot of fun to get into. And not hurt myself like Tom Segura. My dad was my coach for five of the eight years that I played basketball. And I was usually a point guard, but I would mostly be something like a, like a what's it called? Soft forward. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. What's it called? The power forward, the shorter forward. I was I was the shorter forward. Portland Trailblazers has always been my team. Clyde Drexler, Arvidas Sabonis, some of my some of my favorite players off of that team. Uh, Cliff Robinson, Bill Walton, obviously. All these old players. I used to be so into the old old ballers. But yeah, I'm actually very surprised that I didn't uh, really get hurt. I've never really suffered many injuries. Like when I was a baby, uh, one of my brother's friends sat on my arm and broke it. So there's one. But, you know, I was a baby and, you know, my arm was a twig at that point, so. But other than that, really, I haven't sustained many injuries at all in my life. There was one time I was playing some youth group game and I totally sprained my ankle, but that's about it. And then at work, I've never really suffered, like, an injury at work, except for this one time that there, there was nothing, like, there was no, like, worker's comp that, I mean, I didn't even leave the shift at this point, but... It is the most that I've gotten hurt on the job. I was working at the Grand Rapids Airport, Gerald R. Ford in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And my job was part of the construction crew, but I was a flagger. So the planes go this way on the tarmac and the semi-trucks were going this way. I held up flags to make sure that plane does not touch construction vehicle. Pretty simple. Literally, we worked from sunup to sundown. I was making mad money. This is the most money I've ever made from a job just for holding flags. Green or red? No in between. I just hold them up at the right times. And I got paid a lot of money for three or four months. But this one day, I'm sitting there and I'm working. And this is Michigan snow time. Like, Michigan gets snow in the winter. It's rough. I went through five winters there, and this was my last. So, there's a ton of snow. I am sitting in my car, uh, which is where I... I mean, they let me sit in my vehicle for the whole shift, and I would just raise flags out of my vehicle. And that was super entertaining. But, uh... I needed some more entertainment, and the Lord gave it to me, so... This snow plow, 
starts plowing snow as it does 50 yards away from me. Okay. Maybe not that far. I'm sitting in my vehicle. And the way that his vehicle works is that he runs over a mound of snow. It sucks it up and shoots it out. It just lobs it. Okay. And this isn't just snow. This is like chunks of ice that have been scraped and brought into a a pile by other tractors and trucks. So this dude, I don't know if he saw me. I don't know if he cared. He starts plowing the snow. And I'm sitting there. Uh, I don't think I was raising a flag yet. My window is down because I have to be ready. This dude starts going to town on this pile of snow. The pile of snow is taller than me. He shoots snow. And it comes and it lands right directly next to my vehicle. And some actual chunks do hit my car. But I bop bow. And I was like, dang, dude. Like, that was pretty close to me. He does a circle and goes back to the pile. Hits that pile again. But this time he's a little bit closer to me now. So that pile, I see it coming. And I'm like, this isn't happening. And I got a downpour of snow raining on me. All these chunks are slamming on my car. Stuff's in, in my car now. And I go, is this dude serious? No way! This cannot be happening. What do I do? Does he see me? He hits that third... He A third time he hits that pile. And at this point, I start hitting my window. Because I'm like, dude, now he's this much closer. I'm going to be in the whole... I'm not like on the outskirts of the range now. Now I'm like dead center. I wasn't quick enough on the draw. I see the snow coming again. This time they're chunks. I turn my head and it goes crack and hit. I mean, it was like somebody hit me with a baseball bat in the head. And I was like, oh, and I see this car coming. I have to now raise a flag. I get out of my car and I hold the red flag up to them as I march over to him. I march over to him into an area of the airport tarmac that I can't be. But I didn't care. He just cracked the snot out of my head with the piece of snow. I stomp over to him. He sees me coming and he opens his door. And I go, you hurt me! I start screaming at him. And he goes, wah! And lays on his horn and doesn't even like let me speak. So now I'm going... Because, I, you know, the, the horn is louder than I can talk. And so, there are so many things I wish I would have done to him in that moment. But I'm glad that I didn't. I walked away instead. And I walked back to the car that I just crossed. Because they were like, well, he's not holding up a flag anymore. So, they crossed. I walked back to them. And I'm crying. And I go, he just hurt me. He freaking hurt me. That dude was gone. He skipped, like, he he didn't leave, but he was out of there. He definitely wasn't working on that pile anymore. 
So now at this point, there's me and probably like four or five other construction workers there. I tell them exactly what happened. Two of them saw it. They were like, dude, this guy's getting like pelted by all the snow. Um, they all went back and like talked to somebody. And that dude later came and had to apologize to me. But all, all he did was he came up to my window and was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm sorry. It's like, whatever, dude. Like, I tried telling you that you hurt me and you just lay on the horn, like, in my face. I can't believe the amount of disrespect. It was the, the absolute most disrespectful thing I've ever encountered on a, on a work site. Almost, except for the one that I talked about on the other episode recently that you guys know about where the boss touched my butt. Oh, man, I'm glad I could tell a podcast, you know, tell the story on a podcast because, um... I've been wanting to, I've been holding on to that story since 2018 since it happened, but rough, dude. I mean, good thing I didn't have a nice car or something like that. It was a pretty crappy car, missing a corner of it because I had gotten in a previous accident, but still, that dude was lucky that uh, that I was so nice about it because I, I could have... Uh, I was even holding the flag, and when he opened his door, I could have, like, you know, hurt him back. I could have done some stuff back. I could have climbed up there. Like, when he's laying on the horn, I could have climbed up his truck and just, like, thrown him out or something. But I'm glad that I kept my cool and I handled it properly and cried like a little baby and, you know, all that stuff. But, oh, yeah, glad I could tell that story, you know. <laughs> uh, uh. So, this Doctor Strange thing, bro, just came out this weekend. I haven't seen it yet. No spoilers, please. Pretty crazy uh, what they're doing. I love how they've set this thing up, you know. Like, I haven't seen the first Doctor Strange. In fact, with the Marvel movies, I never really split off and watched the spinoffs after the Avengers. Once they build up to the Avengers, I just watched the Avengers-related Movies that they were doing, Civil War, um, uh, obviously the uh, Age of Ultron, the Infinity War, and the the other one, the, <laughs> the Endgame. But like Ant Man, I didn't watch. I didn't branch off and watch uh, Black Black Panther. I didn't watch Black Widow. I didn't watch Doctor Strange. Uh, any of the other ones, uh, I haven't seen either. But I think this new Doctor Strange is probably going to make me go back and at least watch the first Doctor Strange just so I can kind of be up to date there. Because No Way Home was such a clever idea and so well executed. I can't thank them enough for it. So I am I'm genuinely so happy to see... Okay, so now we got Doctor Strange 2 and then that's going to open kind of more portals for more characters to come in, specifically for Spider-Man. And I'm really eager to see what this new multiverse of madness kind of does. Just in terms of who we get to see on screen together and who knew, like, the new people that we get to see. I love the Hulk so much. He's my favorite superhero. And I just don't think we're ever going to see another Hulk movie again. That's what I'm hearing because uh, it, the they've considered the last ones to be, like flops all of them they consider the the past hulk movies to have been flops and i don't because i'm such a fan i'll take anything they give me of about the hulk so i wish that they would just why why neglect the hulk out of all the avengers come on give us some hulk stuff there's so much 
rich material there that they're not exploring. And uh, I find that incredibly frustrating because it's just not fair. I got to see some friends this weekend that I had not seen in over eight years. Some friends from Brazil that um, uh, took me out to lunch and or dinner and and really had a good time. Great talk. Uh, just about they wanted to get some uh, updates on me, <clears throat> ask about podcasting, ask about content because they want to start making some of their own. It was a great time. It, it's so cool to reconnect with friends after eight, almost ten years. Of not seeing each other and then go back to just kind of talking how it used to be. Talking like how it used to be and I love it. Uh, So yeah, really good Mother's Day. Really good holiday. And I'm eager for this week to start. See what we have in store for this week. And, uh, you know, content wise and just uh, world event, world occurrences. Anyways, not too much of a point to this podcast, but some things that I wanted to talk about, some more insight into me and where I come from, some stories from my past and all that, but as always, thank you guys so much for listening and being here. I'll catch you guys next Monday. Thank you guys. Peace.